Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Bees Tactical Podcast, where we try to get under the bonnet of all things tactical and statistical at Brentford. I'm David Anson, your host for today, and we must be lucky charms because joining me for the second week running to chat about our first win in ages is my good friend Jonathan Hope. Jonathan, how on earth are we after that win and thank you for joining us? Yeah, cheers Dave. Um, no, good, uh, good feeling after yesterday. Um, just about recovered, a um, little bit of a sore head, uh, but yeah, what a day. Brilliant result, um, so absolutely buzzing. Yeah, you're excused a sore head. <laughs> it's a um, good time of celebration. But um, yeah, we were on a shocking run of form and Newcastle was meant to be that big reset, wasn't it? Like that new formation, a bit of a new approach, yeah. um, the return of Tony and introducing Ericsson, but VAR got in the way and spoiled the party. And Josh Silva's early red just, just reversed everything. But Norwich properly felt like that reset, didn't it? Yeah, very much so, mate. Um you could, I thought, you know, we looked really, really good in that four-three-three. Um, it, it, it just we had a bit more fluency about our play going forward. We were playing through the lines, and yeah, I, 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 for the first time since West Ham home uh, away, sorry, in the first forty minutes, where I felt like we played really, really good football. So that, and that which makes the win even better because it wasn't a smash and grab. You know, we just played really well, and yeah, it was a, it was a really good day at the office for us. Yeah, it was awesome. So let me do a quick summary of the game. So yeah, as you said, Brentford started with that four-three-three shape. Um, we think, and what we're kind of hearing is that it's been worked on in the background for the last few weeks. And um, yeah, it was great. We got to see it for more than eight minutes this week. Um, Ericsson and Tony were brought in back into the starting lineup, and Camas came in as well, starting wide left, and and Mbemo out on the right of that forward, like that trident. Um, Norwich also continued with their four-five-one, four-three-three, which matched up pretty well and yeah it was quite an even match up across the field and good battle in midfield um Norwich did have some good early chances and Raya again showed like the level he's bringing to the team at big moments um with some huge blocks at nil nil um we go ahead from an Ericsson corner flicked on at the front post by Aya which drops perfectly to Tony Black post um to just hammer home low and hard Aya's celebration was awesome um it was better than Tony's for me you could see that it meant a lot and it was like clearly a routine they'd worked on um the evil VAR system from last week, which was definitely a villain for us, was just our hero this time. Um, 
It picked up Gibson's high boot, which was ruled high and dangerous as um, Janssen went in for a header in the box, leaving Tony to convert his second and first penalty of the day. And then his third was uh, a penalty won by himself off um, off the same defender. Um, Gibson, yeah, it was a low quality play from him. Similar with Rose level a few weeks ago when he um, went to ground on Sterling just in the box. you just got to stand up there. But um, Gibson goes to ground and Tony just obliges and crumples under him, doesn't he? Which is just a clumsy, not needed challenge. And Tony converts with a spot for his second pen and completes his hat-trick. Um, Norwich attacked and, yeah, after that it was 3-0. I mean, the game's pretty much dead then, but Norwich did attack and they created chances and VAR, like, got involved again, ruling a couple of really tight calls out um, before Pookie got probably a deserved consolation for Norwich and their only goal of the day as it finishes Norwich 1-Bs 3. Um, yeah, so Jonathan, what do we have to worry about after Newcastle? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. This Premier League's easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and um, I think you summed that up really, really well, to be fair. I think, uh, I think we had a bit of luck as well. I think they, they had a really good early chance from when Pinnock's misplaced pass went in midfield and, you know, it was almost like cover your eyes moment when that happened. Go, you think you know one nil down after a few minutes. It could have been a bit of a different story, but we kind of rode the rode the wave a bit and um, earned that luck. I thought, yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was everything that we kind of asked for last week on on the podcast. Was the case that we wanted to see a little bit more of a braver Brentford. We wanted to see us play a little bit better football, attacking football. Um, in the transition, I thought we were really, really good. I thought we got a low block. Um, Consistency, you know, we wanted to press them high, but when they kind of won that ball uh, in a comfortable attacking organisation phase, where they're over our halfway line, we really we worked incredibly hard to get back into that low block. Um, I've got I've got to give him a massive shout out because uh, I because I, I criticised him last week, but I thought Vitaliano was absolutely class yesterday, um, and maybe that. Maybe that helps um, the fact that Ericsson was in midfield with him because I thought them two actually on the ball were so, so good. Um, and us going forward, Ivan Tony makes such a massive difference. He's such a vocal point. It wasn't just his three goals yesterday, but we were literally bouncing off him. And I like the fact that, so if we're going to go into details, obviously with the five at the back, our wing backs, it's very difficult to go up and join. And a lot of the time we're just kind of, when Buena and Tony being very, very isolated going forward, uh, and maybe that extra midfielder, but more more so not yesterday. We were kind of attacking in fours, so that would have been our three wingers, and then Ericsson and Yana were kind of taking in turns to kind of go and join in an attack. Um, so we had a bit more vibrancy. We kind of really, really went for it, and yeah, no, it was, I thought we really, really earned the win, and uh, hopefully we can use this as a bit of a springboard just to kind of hopefully get a few more wins, and then fingers crossed we should be there, but. Um, yeah, no. Honestly, yesterday was not was a case of it was more of a psychological uh, instead of actually mathematical. Whoever lost yesterday, morally, is going to be really, really tough. Um, and you know, we're absolutely buzzing, and Norwich are really, you know, speaking to fans and their fans in the pub after they're absolutely gutted, and they're more than convinced they're going down now. So it's massive for us. Yeah, well said, mate. I, I mean, something just going to pick up quickly then. Um, the team. Do you- do you think that's our best team and best shape that we saw yesterday, or is it more that we're playing Norwich, one of the weakest teams in the division? What do you What do you reckon? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, yeah, I think for me, I think you've got to play it to our strengths. We've we've always looked better when we play four three three. We look better going forward. Yes, there are obviously um, 
question marks defensively, but even with three at the back, we weren't uh, we were conceding so many goals. So it's a kind of you got to kind of go with the juggler. And I'd say if we play like that against some, even against some of the better, we're going to create chances, and we've got goal scorers in our team. So for me, I do think that was our best team by Josta Silva. Um, and yeah, for me, it is our best shape, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think I agree as well. Um, the problem we've got now is um, Josh is obviously available again after his ban, and um, we might have stumbled onto something really good there. Like if you now, as you're saying, you now had a really good game last night. Um, sorry, yesterday. And when he is good, you realise actually he's probably one of, one of our best midfielders, just like tenacious yeah, wise and getting about and covering ground. So you've got a good Yanelt. Um, Ericsson's that creative master in the midfield and just links midfield and attack and Norgaard sweeping up and cleaning it all together um it's a good midfield and I do think that's the basis of our team and I, I think that is our I think it is our best three I mean we'll have to see in other and harder games but um yeah Josh um Josh might find it a little bit harder getting back into the team than he probably thought uh, a few months ago um but yeah let's move, let's move back a little bit because I wanted to start from kind of the top um <clears throat> I don't think we started the game well what um I think if you think back to nil nil, it just took us a while to settle, didn't it? There was um there was a couple of balls they played through and they were they were getting through midfield and we were sloppy. That moment you spoke about, um mm. I think Pinnett played it into midfield and it just came straight back at them and no one was set and it came through to Rashika and Reyes made a quality save there. But there were others as well. Poogie had enough effort effort at nil nil, Josh Sargent blazed one over at nil nil. Um did we dodge one a bit yesterday? Was it just the big moments happened at really good times and we got our goals at good times and they, they were sort of wasteful at nil-nil? Yeah, I mean, wherever you call it, maybe they were, I think they were wasteful. Um, we got away with a, with a bit. Uh, but, you know, that's that's credit to us because once we once we come out the other side of that, then we I, I felt like towards the end of the first half, we started to control the game. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it did. It, we got we to settle down a little bit and... We got away with it um, in the first five, ten minutes. But um, I think perhaps is that due to perhaps a change in formation? Is that a change in just kind of uh, our ethos and how we, we're playing out from the back a little bit more? Norwich maybe clocked on to and tried to press us really, really high. But um, I think once that occurred, we kind of started to miss out the middleman almost. We're kind of skipping out more guard uh, in tight areas and we were able to playing to Tony, playing out to Mombremo, Aya was able to kind of be higher, so we were making the pitch really, really wide. Um, and so, yeah, we got, we kind of got away with one a little bit, but you have to earn your luck a little bit, and we haven't had a bit of luck in ages, so we deserve it. God, yeah, we've had just bad luck, haven't we? We deserve something, you're right, you're right. Um, that's quite interesting, that, isn't it? So it is a, we've had the change of shape, we've got to see it for a bit, and I think in the beginning it did look a little bit like, okay, there's there's spaces here where normally we'd be more zonally and a bit tighter, but playing 4-3-3, three, three, um, just think, especially in build-up, like just those defenders splitting and Raya coming forward a little bit, um, you've got your options are a little bit further ahead, your wingers are, there's three players on the front line, and if they haven't dropped down, you've got a couple of midfield options. Norgard, as you're saying, was, um, was uh, that, that deepest midfielder, but basically everyone's just squeezed up the up the pitch a little bit and it is a little bit it makes us more of an expansive team but just resting we don't have that that sort of zonal block which we're used to um I think it was good yesterday. I think we got through the hairy moments, but the increase of quality and like the likelihood of us playing short and not going long so much and just playing through the thirds a little bit better. I, th- I think mm-hmm. we got so used to playing that 3-5-2 that, that 
you said it last week, the patterns were just so choreographed. We've got five players quite deep. Once it goes out to those wing backs, it's either got to go inside or back. It's really hard for the forwards to get into into the game. Whereas yesterday, we didn't see any of that. We saw a bit more of a fluid play going forwards and we just have to give up a little bit defensively and ride our luck a little bit. But as you said, we've got goals in us. We've probably just got to look a bit more expansive now, haven't we? I, I quite liked it yesterday. I don't know what you, I don't know what you thought and whether you think we should um, definitely stick with it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, for me as well, I think we, we in this formation, I think you get the best out of Christian Norgard as well because um, recently, well, well, for quite a while, in that 5-3-2 sort of formation, you're kind of relying on him not only to do the defensive work, but he's also been able, he's been almost a playmaker as well because the other two midfielders need to go and support. So what, with, with yesterday's formation, you're kind of taking that off more guard. You're able to kind of focus on that defensive solidarity. Um, and instead of throwing it, because he was joining the attacks, but he's better when he's kind of just sitting in front of Jansen and Pinnock and able to win that ball, win the second ball, uh, get the tackles, and then kind of feed it off to our play, playmakers. Uh, uh, Christian Eriksen, who was, again, playing really, really close to Norgard, getting that ball off, and then we were able to kind of play and go quickly on that transition, which we've done really, really well at times. So for me, that is that's the best way to get out, uh, best way to get out Christian Norgard as well. So, um, and with that, also I think with a four-three-three, formations can be interpreted however you like it to be. Um, if things are not going quite right, Norgard can easily just slip back into that centre half berth, as in like you just play a little bit deeper. Um, get Janssen and Pinnock in nice and tight and it can be expansive there's no reason for me personally why we need you need to just have one straight formation throughout a whole game of football or just game by game because as we said up until Newcastle it, you could say you could tell exactly what player was in what position you could tell what uh, how our patterns of play was kind of looking like if you just want to see us a bit mix it up a bit and Maybe that worked again for yesterday because Norwich probably were caught cold. They probably didn't know a bit how we were going to play and it was working for us. So it was good. Yeah, it was really good to see, wasn't it? I think Rare as well was quite interesting because those centre-backs split, he advanced a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of going short to that central midfielder who's deep or out wide or then out wide again to um, Aya or Pinnock, um <clears throat> He was just involved in build up a little bit more, and I think we had a little bit more stable possession deep. We didn't, we weren't just clogging around down there. We just looked like actually we've got a route out here, and we can progress forward, and then we can hold some possession further up in the middle and final third instead of just actually having to go long because we didn't have the confidence to play through the thirds. But yeah, yeah. I think we'll come on to it a little bit as well because I think Ericsson had a big say in that too. But um, maybe we have been a bit cautious up until now. But we've got the points now. We've got a base to build from if we do open up a little bit and we start to play some of the weaker teams, maybe there is a bit more joy for us. Um, I think where to go now, I reckon it's a good time to talk about, yeah, just the raising standards of um, of midfield play from Ericsson. <laughs> I thought it was quality. He was involved in the first goal. Um, yeah, he, he was just, uh, it's quite weird to think we've got this midfielder now, isn't it? Like his, his set-piece delivery, his corner delivery is unreal. Um, there was a ball he played over his left foot, like weaker foot, first time, like looped around the corner to three. I think it was Mbemo on the right wing. Um, just tenaciousness, much harder to shrug off the ball. Um, really what I'm subtly doing is just comparing him to Jensen. And I think we've been strolling around with Jensen on midfield. And then all of a sudden you you put in the power and the quality of Ericsson and we just, we look a different team, don't we? Oh yeah, he's, honestly, he's, he's 
surreal to watch. If anything, I thought his, his quality on the ball is so so good. And do you know what I also really liked is he's actually got a bit of a, he's got a good work ethic off the ball as well. Mm. Um, you know, you're not expecting him to be a tough tackler, but he, he was quick to get back into shape uh, into that low block. And for me, he it was I think I remember that that left footed pass, but it was also the one where I think he he's, he's played a beautiful driven ball. Uh, to Canos in the box. I think Canos just um, miscontrolled it, but it was literally pinpoint, literally like skimmed, uh, <laughs> skimmed off the, the top of the Norwich. He said, just it was so pinpoint. And yeah, I think when an opposition player, or in Norwich yesterday, see Ericsson's on the ball, they're a little bit in two minds whether to go and press him or not. And I think what they're doing is standing off because they know the quality of play and they will find his teammates. And I think that breeds confidence your team when you've got a player like that where and yeah it just really really shows how good he is on the ball and I think we've just got to make the most of him while we've got him because you know you don't want to I mean you'd love to keep him but he's just he, he is well class and he's probably the best technic, technically the best player Brentford have ever had and you've just seen that you can see that in just one game um, and that's no disrespect to players like Ben Rama and stuff like that but Christian Eriksen is honestly on another planet he's so good um, and he he, he, made, he made some midfield so much better. And I think the formation, him having more options going forward, instead of him just seeing a central Mbwemo and Tony, he's got his, he's got a bit more options in in a variety of passing that can find players. So it was really really positive. Mm. Yeah, we can talk some more about him because it was just such it was such a good such a good display. I think um, other things that interested me as well, and I was surprised about, is just his fitness level. Like if you think what's happened to him and. How long yeah. he's been out for, and I mean, maybe unless there were several more behind closed doors friendlies than we were let on to believe, but he he looks fit. He was getting around the pitch as good as anybody. I don't. I wouldn't have thought something as severe had happened to him if I compared it. If you did, if you didn't know what had happened and you were just looking to analyze these players, yeah. I don't think you'd have any. If someone said to you, just pick out one person's had this serious incident recently. You wouldn't. I don't think you'd pick him. Um, yeah, he, he is just another level above, like that that scanning thing, just looking around and making yourself time and just moving. But I think it's his Pochettino time at Spurs. Like he he does just drop into positions, defensive positions, really, really good, like really well. It's just naturally inbuilt, isn't it? Um, if we've got a bit of time, we'll talk about rest defence, I think, because that's quite an interesting concept and I'm quite interested by that. Um, but yeah, just a just an awesome performance. I, I think if we think about his quality anyway, like he should be way too good on the pitch for Norwich. That should be a given anyway. But you're thinking because of how long he's been out and yeah. us being weak, maybe that's a bit of a leveller. But no, Norman, um, Kenny McLean and Billy Gilmore knew they were in a game yesterday. And um, yeah, I'm just really glad that he was on our team. Yeah, absolutely. And we were looking over the side. I think Frank Ronick was uh, came on at 16 minutes. And you're fully expecting Ericsson's number to go off. You're thinking 60 minutes, like, that's incredible. But then, you know, you get to a point where we've actually made three subs. He's going to play the full 90. Yeah. And that, on his first start, he's played the full 90 minutes. And it's actually incredible. Maybe at 3-0, it kind of suited him because maybe the the the, uh, the game was kind of maybe just passing him by a little bit in regards to kind of, we don't need to take any risks. We can just kind of yeah, miss out that middle man. Yeah, so, yeah. So it kind of suited him, but... I mean, mate, I, I, you know, his legs must be might be a bit sore today, bless him. But what a player uh, to do ninety minutes! That is that's incredible. That's not. I don't think that's been talked uh, enough about at the moment. You know, uh, can't wait to see him play again. I think he's going to be such a massive player for us. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah, just the um, just the upping of quality as well. It's just 
yeah, his set piece delivery is awesome. Just connection on the ball. The percentage of the percentage of set pieces are actually going to hit their mark now. Are just going to improve, and, that, and that's an area where we we started well, and it's definitely been a strength of ours. And it it felt like it's dropped away a little bit, like just the tiredness tiredness of the league and and some of Jensen's delivery and a bit of else. It was just all getting a bit bogged down, and we've just had a lift in that area. Um, yeah, it felt like that that part of our game was back on it yesterday. Um, Another player that I, I thought was quite interesting yesterday was Christopher Ayer. So he, he got that full game at right back, and there was a lot of there was a lot of chat, like some of it quite negative about him, which we I definitely found unusual. I think you did as well about his performance against Newcastle when it wasn't really a fair game to judge him. Um, I'll let you go first. What, what did you think about him at right back? I, uh, yeah, it's it was it's a key position for us now. This this fullback position because if we're going to play four three three, there's a lot of ground to cover for that defensive player. How, how do you think he got on? Yeah, I mean, so. From for for one, I had to, when really watching it, he was the the first person I wanted to kind of focus in on because it's it's a bit difficult when you're at the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I actually I thought defensively, I thought he was really really good. I mean, he made a bit of a sloppy tackle. We got booked, um, bit of a need, well, a bit of a needless one. Maybe didn't didn't really need to do it, but it is what it is. You never know. You could have stopped a goal. Um, I thought. There was one bit of play down the right hand side with Mbwemo, which I thought was really, really good, really good link up play, and he, I think it was an underlap, mm-hmm. um, really good sequence of playing, uh, and we, we we managed to break, and I think sadly it just broke down. Um, I think Ayer's strength is when, which we probably saw a little bit more during the first half of the season, when he before he got injured, where he likes to have the ball at his feet and he likes to drive. He wants to drive in with the space. He he doesn't. Be- he doesn't look particularly too comfortable when he's receiving it in tight areas. And that's specifically when, you know, Ray was kind of finding him on the touchline uh, and he was being pressed really, really quickly. Mm. Didn't do anything particularly um, wrong that I can remember, but it was just perhaps just that, that pass or that touch, that pass was just a bit loose. Um, but I thought defensively, I actually thought he played really well. I, I found it interesting that he... Because the one thing that we were talking about last week in regards to Ryan Fraser is that he did not know whether he was coming or going. And you don't know if that's just because we got a man sent off. But um, this week he was very touch tight to Rashisha, um, the, the left winger. He was practically man marking him. And you could see like the, the, the space between him and Janssen. I think that was obviously really, really planned in regards to Norwich perhaps don't have them willing runners to kind of go into, into the spaces uh, in behind or try and exploit. So... I found it. I, I thought um, I actually had a pretty, pretty good game. And um, as I said, you know, it's he's not a right back. Um, I think if you asked him himself, he'd probably say he's a centre half. He's not a right back. But I still, still believe he's by far the best choice that we have in that position at the moment. And I, I, yes, you're going to kind of lose that. Uh, you know what we have with Henrik Dalsgaard at right back, or you know, going back further. You know, with Alan McCormack. Probably, I, I can't believe I'm. Because <laughs> of our eyes, Alan McCormack, but you know, perhaps that you know that you, we, we're talking about that you know that end product sort of uh, size of the game, um, and perhaps you're going to lose that a little bit. But um, I thought defensively, I thought it done really, really well, uh, and I think he'll, I think he'll grow into that position. And with that, again, going back to more guys, you, you can slip into the centre half. With Ayer, you know, you can easily during games when you have that option. Yes, he's a right back at times, but then he can become that right hand side centre half. He could perhaps become a right wing back. It gives you a bit of an options and it gives you a bit more versatility. Um, so yeah, I, I thought he'd done a pretty, pretty okay job. Um, for, yeah, I thought he'd done a good job yesterday. 
Mm. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance. Again, it's it's hard to know. Like Rashika's a bit an improving mid, uh, winger. I mean, he's had a bit of a rough time, but he is getting better. And <clears throat> I think he's a willing runner and he's a trier and <clears throat> caused Sergi a few troubles in the first game and got got a good cross in the box for their goal. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I did quite well. I, I remember the bit you're talking about. I put it down in my notes as well. This like that underlapping run with Mbemo and that could have turned into a bit more of a dangerous situation, but was really unlucky. Um, yeah, I, I think he's doing quite well there. You are right about him being limited by the touchline though. I think some players like that and they like the fact that there's a bit of discipline there and they can just power up and down it. But his move, and you saw it a lot at Celtic, I remember watching quite a lot of his video there. He does just, from that left centre-back position, he just like dropping a shoulder and driving at the, and just driving in field at the angle you weren't expecting. And then just yeah. going and just chewing up the ground. And before you knew it, he was on the edge of the opposition box. And it was just too easy for him up in Scotland. I think I think there's a bit more... <clears throat> if you're coaching him <clears throat> and you're looking at him and trying to say, where do you want your game to go at the, at the moment? I think, is he going to be doing that week in, week out in the Premier League? So you're probably saying, okay... Just use your running, but maybe use it a bit more off the ball. Like you're not, there's not many players in the Premier League are just going past four players and getting to the edge of the other box, unless you're like sort of Kevin De Bruyne or or that sort of ilk. So may, maybe there is a little bit of coaching him and just trying to rein back his game and use it at very specific times. That that take on ability, but yeah, it gets harder playing right back. But as, as someone as it's not his natural position, and as he's been asked to do something that isn't completely natural to him, I, I think he did quite well. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, is there anyone else you want to talk about that stood out to you, Jonathan? Anyone else um, caught your eye yesterday? Uh, uh, I, I thought, I thought, just going through the players, I thought that was Pontus Janssen's best game for for quite a while yesterday for me. I thought, he, um, I thought he was defensively really, really solid. I thought on the ball he was also very good. So he deserves a massive like shout out. But again, Janel really, really good. So, so good. Um, and also, you know, a good reaction from Sergi Cast as well. I thought he put in a really good shift. Um, probably more in a more natural position. Um, playing off the left, I was, I was kind of, when I saw the starting line, I was kind of more expecting him to be on the right. And I didn't whether, didn't know whether that was more of him going to be more up and down as to oppose he could be a right wing back one moment or right winger. But he was playing on the left and he was kind of floating inside. He was kind of being that second supporter. Whereas Mbwemo was very much wide. So it was very similar to how see how it was in the championship, you know, with, say, a Ben Rahm who was given that licence to go and be fluid with, you know, your, yeah, with Mbwemo wide right. And the same with last season with Canos was more the one that was coming off the line and supporting. So it was very much a throwback. And I thought Canos done really, really well. But, yeah, I mean, Ivan Tony, like, back to his best yesterday. I thought it suited him as well. Like, um, instead of him trying to bring the ball down and trying to basically put the ball in the, in behind the the back line uh, for a bit of a, like a, a hoping ball. He was kind of bringing it down and he had players behind, uh, in front of him to kind of play off. And, and I thought it really worked really well. And yeah, Tony was just, his overall game was so, so good. Um, and uh, that's the one bit that perhaps doesn't get talked about enough is his hold up play as a target man is, is, is so impressive. So, yeah, just the positives all around and you just want them to kind of kick on and hopefully go again next Saturday, which is a massive. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Time as well. Hmm. I think with a player like Tony as well, because. Um... Because his physicality is such a big part of his game, when he when he is off it, you you kind of notice it, and you're like, okay, what else has he got? Like he's not he's not got the quickest feet, he's not the quickest over the first few yards. But when he's got his strength back and he looks solid and he looks harder and he is getting about the pitch a bit quicker, you realise that actually he is quite a good number nine. Um, definitely looked a lot fitter than he has done in a while yesterday. And I, I just keep wanting to come back to is it is it because we're playing Norwich and do have we have we looked inferior because we are actually finally playing a team we are quite a bit better than I, I don't know I think it isn't I think it's more than that I'm just um I'm just hesitant to to get proper giddy about this team until we do it consistently yeah. and against a bit of a better team but he, he definitely looked physically strongly yesterday um yeah there's um there's lots of like gimmicky chat about Tony's penalties and like him being the best in the world. Frank loves to just throw that out. It's, um, he's talked like it's, it's an interesting start as penalties. Um, it does. It's, it's hard to read. I think he, he gets a lot of time, doesn't he? I don't, I don't think keepers get too close to them. Although Krul got a bit closer on the second one. Um, mm. what, what do you think? Is, is he the best penalty taker the world has ever seen? I don't want to jinx it to be honest, because honestly, like I think at one nil yesterday, uh, well, I remember it was the, it was, I remember thinking, going. I remember sitting and um, watching the, you know, the Bournemouth game uh, in the, the second leg, and you're just thinking, oh, he's, you, it, the ones that you know, the important ones. You're just thinking, oh, please don't be the what the first miss, you know. The, but he, you know, he scored that one, and he scored the playoff final one, and then even yesterday, I'm going, oh, to go two 0 up, you know, it's so massive for our season, not just the, uh, just not just for this week, but it's for the season. I'm going, please score. And he just looks so cool, kind of collected, doesn't he? He's just, um, yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm praying it, it just keeps happening. And uh, uh, he's, he, I don't know. I mean, I know it's on the second one that he's, uh, he was actually looking at where he's placing it. So he was actually looking at that bottom left-hand corner, the keeper's right. He's actually really right, focused on that area. Um, 
And yeah, he's just pure mind games, isn't he? And, and Tim Cruz actually got a really impressive penalty. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a penalty record. So that was also kind of into into kind of thrown into the mist. But yeah, he, he's so good from the spot, and I wouldn't I wouldn't personally want anyone else from that uh, from that 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 spot. I'll tell you. Yeah, in open play as well. Do you think he was a bit happier yesterday? Because I think a lot of what's been happening before, if he's just if we were just attacking with a one or a two, and it is those fullbacks, and sorry, if those it's those wing backs getting forward and joining him from the other side when we're attacking, it's all we've we've got a couple of goals on it. Do you remember Rico's her header against um, Newcastle where he got back post? And I think <clears throat> I think he looked a bit happier yesterday with us having two wide forwards. It's it just suits him a little bit better. I think I, I said that last week. He, him dropping deeper and then those two either getting beyond him or or just coming in narrow at different times and it I think he's he's not it worked in the beginning I think because we caught people unawares with what we were doing a little bit and maybe not enough work had gone into how much, how Brentford play and the style and and where to press us and then as the teams in the other league got fitter and fitter they they sort of out physicaled us and and got a bit smarter but when he was playing on his own up front then I think it was okay or just with a partner but now I, I don't think we can do it I think we need a forward line of three. We need to be a bit more ambitious in midfield and um, at the back and just make sure that Tony isn't isolated and he isn't just on his own up there. And I think that was quite nice to see yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it suits him. I think he wants to be the main vocal point. Um, and as, as, I've, as I've said, um, I think he, just, he wants players um, behind him, uh, in front of him, sorry, to kind of play off. Um, I think... Having someone that's close to him like Mbwema, I don't think it suits him too much. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought he was brilliant yesterday, and I I, I thought his um, his work rate, you know, they would kind of interchange. Canos or Mbwema would go and press the goalkeeper or the centre halves. Tony would then kind of fit, uh, slot into like a left wing position. He kind of you know what's also infuriating, but sometimes it's not a bad thing. You know, you see it with Harry, Harry Kane, but. I felt he was a lot higher as well yesterday. He wasn't dropping in to kind of midfield areas as much um, as he's been doing this season. We kind of want that sole vocalist to stay there. And if he does need to drop in, then we need to have them runners in behind, which then again, Sui Canos and Mbwemo to do that. Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought it worked really, really well. And I think it suits him more as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think one of his weaknesses running in behind and just being that last forward. I think in the lower leagues he was better at it because I think he was faster and stronger than all of his defenders. But up here, if he, if he's the last man and he's running through, I think too many defenders can just run round him, tackle him, and then just take the ball away from him. Whereas if he is a little bit deeper and you've got the pacier players just making that, those late runs and forward runs ahead of him, we look a different proposition. Um, someone who did, yeah, so Sergi got into the team yesterday, as you were saying, it was a. We were looking at him starting and thinking, oh, where's, where's he going to play? He started on the left and um, drifted in a little bit, played centre for a bit on the right a little bit. But yeah, mainly from that left-hand side. I, d- I don't think he started the game well. I thought he actually looked really, really rusty in the beginning. I thought mm. it's going to be one of those, you know, you can sometimes get them, Sergi, where nothing sticks. I mean, he's playing the ball behind people. It's going out for throws, like his touches off. And I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. But I, I think he really grew into it, didn't he? There was another moment where he could have controlled it and got a shot away. But yeah, um, <clears throat> he had that good low shot shot for the for the goal that um well the the shot that Bessade went out for a corner and then the, the goal came from that just after from Ericsson's corner um yeah do, 
I, I was I didn't think Frank would trust him as a wide forward in this formation because it's it's a lot of responsibility now and he's he's got a lot of ground to cover whereas in that wing back I think he's just asked to sit back a bit more and, and wait. Yeah. Um do you think he's gonna get a run in this now or do you think um do you think it'll be whistle that it sort of comes in quickly as soon as he can get fitter? I think the difference between the two players is if I want someone in front of goal, I want Whistler in front of goal. But I think why Canos probably suits Frank um, in that formation is the fact that Sergi can go and press really hard. He will make it difficult for the opposition's back line. And I think that does make a massive, massive difference. Whereas Whistler perhaps... He's a bit easier to play around, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit more easier just to play around. And maybe Whistler is a bit more of an impact player at the moment. And you kind of want Canos just to run his art out for maybe 60, 70 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's difficult because I, I mean, I want I've, I've I've wanted us to play four three three for a very long time, but I've never seen us have that natural replacement for Ben Ben Rama, and uh, I know so replacing someone like Ben Rama for a club like Brentford is, is so so difficult because essentially with our budget it's virtually impossible. But um, when Ben Rama used to get the ball, we used to do you know you could rely on him to kind of hold on to the ball, do things, you know, create uh, chances out of absolutely nothing. And we haven't really had that for ages. So we've even the last season in the championship, we had to kind of adapt. And uh, it was more of like an output of trying to win the ball higher, higher up as much as possible to give us a chance of getting it into our four players, i.e. Ivan Tony, to kind of finish off. So it, it makes, I think it will suit Canos a lot more playing off that left or whether it's a right, because... By that high pressing game, we are able to kind of win that ball higher. But we know that sometimes that won't be possible when we're playing against perhaps better opposition. And we've seen an opportunity to go and do that yesterday. So it worked yesterday, whether it will continue potentially. Um, but it, again, it's when you've got players like Tony and Mbwemo, uh, who have got a goal in them. And obviously now with Ericsson as well, perhaps who you know we talk about someone that uh, our, I think our short output from outside the box is next to zero, isn't it, or something? Like, I don't think we have shots from outside the box. You could, perhaps now we're just starting to see, perhaps we, we, as a fans, we're kind of getting a bit of a glimmer of hope that things will start to change in that aspect where we've got a bit more variety of goals from everywhere. Yeah, and all the looking up and positive stuff. Um, Norgard came off on the hour, and uh, there are some people like ascertaining that it was an injury. Or we were talking about it just as just before the just before we came on to do this. Um, <clears throat> don't think he is injured. I mean, it could just be that Frank was giving him a rest, a well deserved rest. What, what What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I must confess, I completely missed it. I don't know what happened. Um, hopefully, it's nothing too serious because obviously Norgard um, is absolutely pivotal uh, in how in how we played, whatever formation he is, literally crucial. Uh, but credit to, also must be said to Frank on yeah, so I thought he was a player that I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more. And I thought when he came on, I thought he was really, really good. I thought he actually played really well. I think Vitaly kind of took that role of a Norgar role, kind of sitting in there. And I thought Frank won the ball really well in midfield, offloaded well. And yeah, I thought, so, I mean, that's another positive, you know, I think the fact that, uh, our greatest strength is that our midfielders are potentially very, very good. And we've got a good midfield, so um, it would be a massive blow if we lost Norgard. But I do think the fact that we have got Christian Eriksen, we've got we've got Jan out. Um, and I, and I, I think there's so much more to come from Onyeka. I'm really rooting for the bloke. Uh, I, I'd be, I'm, 
it, I think we're, we're, we're covered. But obviously, fingers crossed, it's nothing too serious. And obviously, I think when Norgard got, went off, we're, we're three nil up. So hopefully, it's just precautionary. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, let's hope he is fine. And um, it was just a rest and um, give him a bit. <laughs> yeah, give him a bit of time to just uh, yeah to just get off the field. He's played a lot of football this um, this season. Um, let's move on to a couple of questions that we had sent in. Um, some of them we've kind of answered before, as we've been chatting, but this is quite interesting from Gary Bees. Uh, Do you think we will continue with um, a back four? Ayo looks uncomfortable as a right back. What do you think to that one, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean. Why would you change a, a winning mentality? Well, I'll say winning mentality, a, a, a winning and a good performance. So I think it'd be, I think I, I read somewhere that Frank will do it game on game. Um, but in the near future, speci- specifically Burnley, I think I'd like to see us go take the game to them. I think, um, so I think 4 3 3 is the right way to go. I think specifically as they do love to get it out wide, I think McNeil's a massive, massive player. For Burnley, so it'll be on Ayer's side. Ayer is strong defensively, um, and he'll probably be needed more defensively, which hopefully we can keep our wingers higher, um, and Ayer and Henry can sit. So, um, yeah, I, I think so. I think it, I think it's here to stay at least um, for the short short. Well, hopefully, anyway, and that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so as well. I think. Um... We've been we've been teased with that flexibility, haven't we? Like adapting shape to different games, and I just don't think Frank's confident enough to do that yet. So I think what they do instead is that they take ages to change things, and we have seen a change to four three, and they'll want evidence to see it's any good now. They'll want to see a few games of how we do play in it. Is it just um, is the first game just the buzz of a new formation and teams can't figure you out? And is it something something that we could use long term? And yeah, I, I think we'll get a few games out of it. Um, yeah, so I think I think we will see a bit more of it. The eye are uncomfortable at right back stuff. I, I'm not sure I completely agree with that. I, I don't think he is uncomfortable there. I think, as you were saying, and we said earlier, there's some limitations about the touchline, which I think some players have. And I think he gets up and down the wing well. Um, he's got a good stride on him. I think I think he can play right back. It's not ideal. Um, but if you think about Roslev playing there or Sergi playing there, I think he's clearly the best option there. So if he's uncomfortable, the others are another level of uncomfortable and just yeah I, I think he's fine there I think he's fine um just moving on to Josh M's question he asks does the win against Norwich and Watford losing against Arsenal basically mean we're now fighting three others for the final spot to, to go down what do you think of our chances and why um yeah interesting one this is putting it out there isn't it um, yeah just looking at the table, I think we're in 15th now. We're on 27 points. We've played 28 games. Um, there's five teams below us. Uh, I think Everton are interesting because they've just got such a big gap on us games-wise. Like They've got four games on us. Um, Norwich and Watford feel cut off, but I don't know. It's still really... I mean, we're on 27 points now. I think I think everyone above us is probably gone. Newcastle's got two games yeah. on us, but there's still five teams below us. And we... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Where do you where do you sit? I mean, we could still be dragged down into this. I mean, Burnley have got a lot of games in hand as well. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yesterday is massive. It was a massive win, but by no means stretch are we out of this. Absolutely no way. I mean, it only takes a few more results and a few more results to go against us, and we are fully, fully back into into the mire. Um, yeah, I'll start from from Newcastle. For me, they're, they're out of it. I mean, they've kind of got a really settled system now with Eddie Howe, um, playing a lot more fluid football. I think they're, they're, they're gone. 
Leeds, there's such a there's such a weird one. We, we were in the pub yesterday watching them, and they absolutely battered Leicester. Mm. They absolutely battered them, um, but just couldn't finish couldn't finish their dinner. So I mean, they're an interesting one. Uh, they they look a little bit more defensively solid as well. I've always said about Leeds. I just think Leeds have got a good squad. I think they're a good side. They're so mobile. Like it's scary how mobile they are. Um, I think they're they're ones to watch in regards to. It'd be interesting to see how the, the new manager kind of kind of galvanises them, and I think Bamford's back for them, so they might have a, they might make a massive difference for them. So I mean that that's worrying from our perspective. I mean Everton, yeah, Everton. I think they've probably got just too much quality on the day as well. I, I, I would, I'd be surprised if they went down. Uh, Burnley, things with Burnley is that they always just grind out results. I mean, their their games that they've had, the one you know, Spurs and stuff like that. I mean, if they're not winning, they're drawing nil nil. It's, it's, it's weird. They they just get they just they were just nicking points, and it's just the last two games where they've shipped six goals at home, which hopefully could you know maybe derail them a little bit and obviously sets up like a massive, massive game on Saturday. Uh, but even with Burnley down there and even if Bur- even if we were, you know, with what with six points and even if they were to lose their next two games in hand, I would still not rule Burnley out of it, no way. I just think they've got the capability like um like playing your Man United's and Etc. and Arsenal's where they got a draw. They they have the capability on their day of just kind of picking up that odd result. So they're they're nowhere near. They're not not a chance they out of it. And then Watford and Norwich. Oh, I think you'd have to say they're they're probably they're probably it's, they're probably running out of time. Um, obviously, I don't want to jinx it. Touch wood. Uh, you know, hopefully they are down, but uh, you never know. Um, I think Smith said in his interview, I think he was pretty derailed after yesterday. I think he really saw Brentford as an opportunity to go and get three points. And I think he, he even said, like, really categorically, he saw, Brentford, uh, saw us finishing, uh, saw them finishing above us, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a massive, massive struggle for Watford and Norwich. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when, it, when, it, when, it, when we bring it down to Leeds, Everton and Burnley, I think it's, it's still going to be really, really tough. Um, and we've we've got basically more, what would we say, Dave? What three more wins? Maybe three, maybe four wins if we can. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think if we get three more wins, I think we're absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah, Norwich and Watford look they look too cut adrift now. Um, <clears throat> depending on Burnley's turnaround in the next few games and how they do, it, it just yeah. you're, you're right. It, time isn't on their side, and the weekends keep coming, and they're just still not winning, and it, it's. It's just got that feeling now of it's probably a little bit too much. The team they'll have their eye on is Everton because Everton can put in some shocking performances, but there is there is some crazy quality in that squad. Um, if if Lampard just gets it right a little bit, but it's just the games in hand they've got. Like you, you just think four games in hand on us, there'll be a couple of games where they just get really lucky and pick up a couple of wins possibly. So yeah, it's it's really hard. I, I'd be surprised if Norwich and Watford can turn this around now. I, th- I think time has. I think this weekend has felt pretty conclusive for both of them. Um, you need it, it was it felt like it was now or never for them. I think if Norwich got the win against us, then it was game on. But yeah, I think it's really difficult for them to turn it around now. Um, we've spoken about Burnley a little bit. Uh, I think it's time to move on to them because they're our next game, aren't they? They are, yes. Uh... Yeah, next Saturday. 
Yeah, Burnley are next. Um, it's a big game, isn't it? I think if we can, if we come out of that with a win, then I think it's time to start celebrating because that'll be <laughs> that'll be another good milestone. But when we played them up at Turf Moor, it was a bit of a horror show. I remember that game very yeah, vividly. It was it wasn't great. I think that was one of the first times we just looked like we were out thought. Our shape was all wrong. Um, Poor Rico Henry just exposed at left back. He had Jensen covering the left side of midfield, just couldn't get out quick enough. Matt Lawton looked like Pele just up and down that wing. Um, it wasn't a good performance. And I think we'd have learned from that. I, I'm, I'm sure, like, I know um, the analysts will be watching that back and thinking there's no way we can go back. And maybe this 4 3 3 is a better matchup for, for their 4 4 2 than that 3 that 5 2 we were playing because we just had nothing out wide at all. We were just so narrow. Um, and Rico was just covering the whole wing himself and they just had a man over each time. Um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. I think um, we feel revitalised, don't we? I think you, when you get a good win against like the one we have against Norwich, you feel like um, teams that you were kind of fearful of before or or they kind of knew their way around the league, you think, actually, we can we can go at these now and maybe we can grab a couple of goals ourselves. Um, you said a little bit about it, um, their left winger, McNeil, up against Aya. Um the midfielders work really hard. They're they're a duo that just get up and down together. They're really hard to break through. Um new centre forward V Corst, he's doing okay, isn't he? Like he's been playing Premier League for a while. They're a good team, aren't they? I mean they get slept on a little bit. I think people underrate them. They are they are a solid Premier League team. Yeah. What's your what's your vibe? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean for work I had to do um I watched them play um Spurs and deceptively they were actually, they were actually playing with some really, really good football. Um they they moved the ball from side to side really quickly, um, quick, fast. Not necessarily direct, but they they don't wait around. If that makes sense, they they will punch the ball in, and they will get they will get at you, and they um, and they will put pressure on you. Um, they will home be st- they will, they will stick a low block against us if we're in a comfortable possession with the ball at our centre ass feet, they will they will tuck in. They will go very very narrow. They will make sure they we can't play through the through the lines. Um, Tarkovsky and Ben Mee or whoever it is, Collins will be right up Tony. They will, they, will, they won't let him have a sniff. So it'll be a really really tough game. Um, I think they're there to be at. I think there are opportunities. They will they will look to overload out wide. So I've, as you said, like five at the back. Looking back now, honestly, it just. We were there for cannon fodder, honestly, because with Loughton and their wingers, they were, they were just overloading us so much. And they've, I think at the time they had Chris Wood. I mean, we saw him at Newcastle. He won every header in the box. Wiggles is very similar. Like He's so dominant in the air. So we are going to get bombarded in the box. We just have to be very defensively strong. Um, they won't take any chances. As soon as we transition, they will be on us. You know, they will, they'll do tactical fouls, you know, clever fouls, which will just break up that rhythm, break up that momentum. So, but as you said, I, I couldn't agree more. I think 4-3-3 is 100% the way to go in this game um, uh, and try and try and get at them. Um, try and play good. We can play good football um, and beat them on the floor. I think it would have been a great game for De Silva because, you know, with their centre midfielders, they'll go really tight, go man-to-man. I think with De Silva, he kind of, he, uh, he enjoys that. He, he's so good at kind of having a man behind him and being on that half turn and then kind of breaking that line. So um, that would have been a good game for him. But yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. I think Burnley know that they've got, it's probably a must not lose for them. Mm. Um, I think they would 100% if you offered it now on a plate, they'd probably take a draw. 
because then they've got their two games in hand that keeps them alive. Um, and yeah, for us, I think if we win, it's a massive, it's a massive result because then it again morally in their camp they go oh, it's a bit of a nasty now isn't it to kind of catch Brentford and those above so it, it will be a really really fascinating game and it's another six pointer um, hopefully, hopefully we come out the other uh, the right right side of it again like yesterday yeah the six pointer stuff is weird isn't it like there's no such thing but yesterday was a six pointer wasn't it like the amount yeah. of the amount the just the swing that could have come off um if you won or lost that game and like Norwich are dead now aren't they they're virtually dead um where and we feel like we've just put so much breathing space that we've just killed off one team in the league so <clears throat> um Burnley similar there's not so much of a gap but it does feel like if we could if we could do damage to a team that are really in the hunt for us then it does feel like we could um put a bit of breathing space between the two um yeah, they're a good team. What, what I'll do is, I remember that game up at Turf Moor. I did a video on that, uh, and I'll put it in the notes for this so people can go back and watch it. And actually, I, I don't know if it's good viewing. We weren't good that day. The first half was awful. We were 3 0 down. I think it was by about 33 minutes. And then Burnley still created chances, and it could have been like four or five in that first half. Um, it wasn't great. And yeah, we just can't start the game like that. And let's just hope we don't because as much as we put in a really good performance against Norwich over the 90, 95 minutes, we didn't start well. And Burnley are a team that will exploit that and they won't give away chances as easily as, well, they won't sort of give up chances and just waste them. Like they're, they're a, they're a ruthless team when they want to be. So yeah, let's, um, let's look forward to that one positively, but hopefully we've, um, hopefully we've learned a lot from the last game. Um, Jonathan, yeah, I think that's been pretty good. Anything else you want to finish on before we head off? Anything else from the game or what we're looking forward to? Uh, I just, I think, just let's just take that momentum that we took from yesterday. Uh, it was good watch. It was, you know, it, it, I know it sounds a bit, you know, weird and you shouldn't really say it, but, but it, it did kind of feel like, you know, our Brentford was back, our entertaining attacking football was kind of back. So, honestly, just hopefully a little bit more of that. Just give us a bit of a buzz back. Go into next week, a bit of confidence. The players should have should be buzzing after yesterday. So, fingers crossed, mate. Um, we can only hope, and uh, yeah, mate, it's given everyone a bit of a, a bit more of a, a leap in their step now. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, well said. I think I think you're right. We did get we did get a bit of Brentford back yesterday, didn't we? It's um, it was pleasing to see, and we said it at the end of the last one. All we need to do is. Um, uh, be a bit more confident on the ball, change shape a little bit, and go at teams. And um, what happens? Var Var picks up a couple of issues. We win a penalty. We get a goal from a set piece, and um, we're cruising to three 0 leads. Um, this Premier League's easy, isn't it? <laughs> if only. Um, Jonathan, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers, guys, for the questions. Um, there's hundreds of ways to support content creators these days. Beast Tactical have a Kofi page and a Patreon page where you can support and make sure what they do continues. Yeah, give us a review on Apple and um, other places you listen to podcasts. I think Spotify do reviews and stuff now. Um, yeah, like, review. And all we can finish on is saying best of luck to Bees. Um, Burnley up next. Let's make it two wins in two. Catch you next time. See ya.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 